welcome back to Noah's Window. Today I want to go to the Gospels, and, and the series on the weekends has been in the Gospels. Uh, it's a great series. If you haven't seen it, I hope you'll follow the link that we've attached here to YouTube to go and follow that. Um, but today in Luke chapter 5, we have um, a special encounter. I kind of want to set the scene here because there's such a profound statement that Jesus makes. So the scene here is Jesus has just called Matthew, the tax collector, to be a disciple. And, and as I think if you, if you heard the message, and maybe you already know this, but tax collectors were the lowest of the low in the Jewish culture because they were Jews, but they were collecting taxes for Rome, and they were known to be thieves yeah. and to, you know, to um, get money from people that they shouldn't be getting. So... Um, Jesus called Matthew to be a tax collector, and right after that, there's kind of a dinner party at his house, yeah. which of course infuriated the religious people on some well, levels. Well, Matthew wants his friends to hear about yes, Jesus, and, yes. and and the term that the the Pharisees, the religious elite, will use is at least in our translation is scum. Scum. Uh, mm -hmm. But but having said that. Matthew knows they need Jesus like he did. So yes. he invites them to this big dinner party. Oh, it made the religious people so angry. <laughs> it, sure did. Um, it reminds me of uh, a period of time when we were in ministry and, yeah. and um, the, the ministry, as it were, in, tra in the traditional sense, seemed very sanitized. And when we said we want to bring the lost people in, uh, there was a lot of furor. Yeah, so it was. Um, we don't want those people here. So we're so glad that God directed us to embrace those who were spiritually unresolved. It's not, it's not socioeconomic, it's just a spiritual condition. No, I mean, well, we, well, the thing of it is we all start out lost. Thank you, yes. You know, nobody starts out saved. Right. So um, while the, while, let's just read a little bit here in this passage. Um, I'm going to jump into verse 29, and again, this is Luke chapter 5. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. <clears throat> Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with him. But the Pharisees, that's the religious people, but the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? And here's the key passage I want us to focus on today. Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous. That's important right there. Yes, but those who know they are sinners yeah. <laughs> and need to repent. Right. So who needs a doctor? The sick need sick a doctor. People, yeah. And it was interesting in the reading where we were reading in Luke chapter 5, This the reading in Psalms really kind of paralleled this because in Psalm 66, the psalmist said, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Yeah. He goes on to say, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. And uh, praise God who did not ignore my prayer, withdraws unfailing love from me. But we have to be honest about our condition. If, if, if we go to the doctor and say, hey, I don't really know why I'm here because I'm perfectly healthy. So what's the doctor going to do? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of cautious about telling this part of our background because it could lead to generalities and, and generalizations, and, and that wouldn't be helpful. But I remember you and I grew up in Fort Worth. Yes. And Fort Worth was like the most overchurched city yes. that you can imagine. And there were seminaries there, mm -hmm. Bible colleges there. And so when you and I used to walk the streets in Fort Worth and share faith, people had already been visited by 12 different churches. So they had rehearsed answers. They had rehearsed yeah. answers. and. You know, it was like nobody needed Jesus because mm -hmm. everybody had some kind of church background. And we left there and went to the inner city of Houston. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, we were we were walking the streets and talking to drug dealers. We were talking. They we, knew they were. And I got to tell you, I led I led ten times as many people to Christ in Houston than I did in my hometown because in Houston people knew they needed a savior. They they knew they were in trouble, and they didn't have any problem admitting that. And and 
to me, I see that a lot in the ministry of Jesus because he's talking to people that uh, are bouncing along the bottom of life because of their own choices, but they know mm -hmm. they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why you have people like Matthew that are or Zacchaeus or Mary Magdalene, who just call the role of people who know that they are sinners. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I, I didn't come to call those who think they are righteous. righteous. I love how you emphasize yes. that. He said, I, call, I came to call those who know they are sinners. I mean, I think I even used this text, didn't I, in week one of our mm -hmm. series when I talked about the Samaritan woman. Uh, because, you know, I said, you don't go to the doctor and, and try to convince the doctor that you're healthy. Right. Because the it doctor would no look sense. at you like, why are you here? Why are you right. wasting my time? You know, you go to the doctor because you have a problem and so, you want to lay that problem out. Not to interrupt you, but to go back to the pretending and back to Fort Worth, I would like for you to share the story when you knocked this one door and going back to the rehearsed answers, because you knocked a door and this young man said he was a member of your church. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, uh, we grew up, we, we kind of came, uh, I grew up definitely, and then you came when you were in high school to the, to the church that my dad pastored. Which was fairly small. It was small, yeah, but we I, knew I everybody. Probably, probably yeah. at its height during my lifetime, it probably averaged maybe 175 in attendance. Mm -hmm. So everybody knew everybody. Yeah. And so I was knocking doors one day and talking about Jesus. So I asked this person, you know, about their relationship with God. Oh, I, I'm faithful to church. And I said, okay, where do you go to church? And so he said he went to the church that my dad pastored. Of course, I'd never seen the guy in my life, never heard his name, but he just had this answer. I, I guess maybe he passed by the church and so just he remembered picked, the the name. Name. Yeah, yeah. picked the name out of his But hand. it goes back to the pretender. So everyone is a sinner. Yeah. So if you come to God making your case that you're not, you're you're pretending and, and and you know you're only deceiving yourself you're not deceiving god well and, and the very pretense itself that you see in these pharisees they're 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 basically communicating uh, albeit not intentionally but they're communicating that they have two horrific satanic sins self-righteousness and pride mm. you know those that's what got satan kicked out of heaven so the idea that a person might not need God because they're good enough already, that, that may be the worst sin of all. And the good news is, being honest with God and admitting that we're sinners brings us to a place where then He can work in our life. Yeah. So we have everything to gain from being honest with God instead of trying to pretend we're never going to impress God. But we can be humble before God and that's when He can bring in His power and His comfort and His healing and His will in our lives. Mary Alice, do you realize that nobody ever came to Jesus with a spiritual problem that Jesus said, well, I can't handle that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you got people that bring demon-possessed family members to the Lord. You got people that are dealing with, uh, you know, every kind of sin. Even imagine, the criminal on the cross. Yeah, Mary Magdalene. I mean, mm -hmm. imagine, and, and the Bible says that there were, there were other women that Jesus had cast demons out of, and there's a list of them who just mm -hmm. kind of isolates Mary. But I mean, to have seven demons in her, what about the man that had a thousand demons in him? You know, mm. Jesus could have said, I'm sorry, if you had 500, I could help you. Yeah. Nobody has ever brought a spiritual problem to Jesus, laid it out, and the Lord's just like, you're too bad for me to mm. help. Never, mm. never. Isn't that good news? That is wonderful news. That is wonderful news. <laughs> so whether we're lost and we need a Savior, we need to come to the Lord with our being honest about our sin, or whether we're a Christian, and, and we're, we need to exercise that First John passage. And yeah. as, as you used to say, keep short accounts. Just confess our sin daily to the Lord to keep that relationship sweet and open. And uh, that's, I think that's something that we can all be encouraged. It's not, um, it may be hard with our pride to be honest, but we have everything to gain. Well, to the First John 1-7, in the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, 
cleanses us from all all, all sin. Now there is a there is a preface there, and I think it's important for us to see that the Bible says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we can. The Bible says, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. That light there means truth. In other mm -hmm. words, if we will see things the way God sees them. In other words, not airbrush our sins. Right. But if we will, if we will confess our sins for the way God sees them, then the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us of any sin, all right. sin. If I, if the desire of our heart is to follow Him, and yeah. and you can see that borne out like in this story with Matthew, it was the desire of his heart to bring others to Christ, and that's one of the great traits of a of a legitimate real believer yeah. is they yes. want to see others saved when they. When, when God does something in your life, kind of goes back to what we talked about yesterday. When God does something in your life and you want to see that in other people's lives as well, uh, that's a sign that what you have is real. It is. You, yeah. you have the Lord. So I hope that will encourage you today as, as you go through whatever your day is ahead. And as we close today, Mark, would you lead us in a word of prayer? Father, we're thankful for the fact that you love us and the fact that you are willing to deal with any sin in our lives. You could have... You could have been the other way. You could have demanded righteousness and doomed us to hell for failing. But instead, you have been the great physician who invites us to bring every ill to you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes our sins away and for the Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us to follow you and to live according to your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. That's right. We'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. See you soon.